for today. I have uh, a wonderful friend. Uh, his name is Reverend Stephen Cha. Uh, I've known Reverend Stephen Cha for years now. His wife, Mel, and they have not one, not two, not three, but five kids. Five kids. We stopped having kids after two, and they, they kept going, right? Uh, they have five kids. They are, they're from Sydney, Australia. They planted a church called the Chapel, and they've been serving this church for the last 10 years. So they, and, and before that, uh, they've served the same community for several more years. So, uh, just the way they love their community, the way they've been serving, I've just been tremendously challenged. I know Stephen's taken part-time job, half-time job, you know, just knowing the needs of the church and doing all that. And Lord has really blessed, um, their commitment and sacrifice to the church and now their vibrant community with families in heart of Sydney. Um, and, and he's on a sabbatical actually. And I asked him, I was like, you gotta come preach, man. You gotta give me a week. So he's actually preaching on sabbatical, uh, which is a big deal. Uh, but also he's been, he's been practicing his American English, American accent because see, if you close your eyes, Stephen sounds like he's just from Australia. Like I couldn't understand what he was saying first, like probably two years I've known him, right? I'm just like, okay, okay. But, um, Stephen, just, just pleasure. Before he comes down, let me read the scripture for us. It's Proverbs chapter three. Proverbs chapter three, and we're going to go verses five to six. Five to six. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will make your paths straight. Here's Pastor Stephen. Let's give him a hand. Uh, good afternoon. Um, my name is uh, Stephen. Um, and it's great to be here to share God's word uh, with you. Um, I feel like uh, sometimes when you guest preach uh, at a different church, it's a little bit awkward because, you know, you don't know them, they don't know you. It feels like you're kind of sizing each other up a little bit. Uh, but I feel like I have been a part of King's Cross since the beginning. Um, I, uh, I just want to, um, I guess, acknowledge uh, what God has been doing in this community. Um, as uh, Pastor Sangmin said, we, we met through our wives who are friends. Um, one day, my wife tells me that uh, Lois, uh, Pastor Sangmin's wife, was visiting Sydney and hush hush, her boyfriend, some Korean American pastor from Seoul, he's going to be coming in to Sydney to surprise Lois and, and magically propose in the most beautiful place in Sydney. And he's going to be staying at our place. And I thought, okay, this is going to be interesting. So I never met this guy. Um, and he says it, right? Like, I think, seriously, for about two years, we didn't understand each other. And uh, I'm going to apologize in advance if you don't understand my language. This is just how we speak in Australia. Um, so he comes and he proposes and it's magical. You know, this place you know, it's kind of like the Disneyland of Sydney on top of the Ferris wheel. And, and you know, Lois is crying and just crying and crying. I think she cried for like three days. And we kind of, we were a little bit worried because she wouldn't stop crying. You know, he's, he's a romantic guy. You know, I hope you get to see that kind of side of him. Uh, since then, we've become great friends. Um, every time we uh, visit Sydney for family and travel, we always make sure that we hang out. We always make sure we visit King's Cross. I've actually been, this is my third Sunday here this time around. 
Um, I've been, the last two Sundays, I've been outside with the two-year-olds. Um, so that's an experience, um, including my own two-year-old. So, um, yeah, I'll try to keep this sermon short for them. Uh, <laughs> uh, I want to just thank, I, I guess, I, I am at the end of my sabbatical. I haven't preached for five and a half uh, months. Um, so I apologize in advance if that, if it becomes a bit weird. Um, but I just want to thank, um, Pastor Hungmin, the other pastors and the elders, uh, to share God's word on this pulpit. I know, uh, what a privilege it is to share God's word, uh, especially, um, someone who is not in the community. And so I really appreciate that. But before I begin talking about elders, um, I just, I realized that this church is a real special church, right? Last week when we're doing the, uh, egg hunt, you know, the golden egg, the surprise, the one golden egg that had the special, you know, present in there was found by the son of the elder who hid that egg. You knew that there's something real special in this church. Right? And after the service, Pastor Sungmi will be coming and making a formal statement about that incident. No, he won't. I hope you won't. You know, in life, there are moments that stand out more than others. Every single one of us goes through this. It doesn't matter how old you are. And for me, April 14, 2018 was one of those days. It was just a normal Saturday afternoon. And just before dinner, my wife comes home from the shops. And she goes, you need to sit down. I need to tell you something. And you know that's not a good thing. And she says these words, and they're magical words, I'm pregnant. Now, in other people's situation, these are words of joy and celebration and ecstasy, but not for me, not that day. It felt like a punch in the guts. Why? Because I already had three kids. And yes, this would be my fourth kid for the number of death. <laughs> right? It was not a part of my plan. My three kids were older now. They were, we had graduated nappies. My, my third had suddenly, uh, she, she'd started school. They were sleeping through the night. My wife and I, we could go out at night. And just leave the kids. It was a beautiful blister. And then she says, I'm pregnant. And suddenly the beauty of diapers being gone, sleepless nights being gone, was all over. And I had to press that reset button. And that took me to some really dark places. So the very next day, with the news still so fresh in my mind, I'm pretty sure I didn't sleep much that night. I had to go to church and I had to preach, right? I can't call in sick. That's when we only had one preacher. You can't do that when you're the only preacher. So I got up to preach and how funny it was that the very passage that I was preaching was this very passage from Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. And in all your ways submit to him, and he will make your path straight. In 17, 18 years of ministry and preaching, 
I had never preached such an empty sermon that day. The whole sermon. And I couldn't even preach. I wasn't engaging. Literally, I was just reading. And as I was reading, my mind was just saying, yeah, right. This is rubbish. Trust God. Me, in this situation. This is rubbish. It was the most uncomfortable sermon that I'd ever preached. And after this, for three months, they were the darkest three months of my life. I actually, I went into deep depression and everything around me felt like it was falling apart. See, what's interesting is when you're good with God and when life is good, you read Proverbs 3, 5 to 6, and it's what we call a smiley verse. You smile at it, and it smiles right back at you. But when you're deep in the dumps, like I was, these verses don't smile back at you. They don't feel encouraging at all. It's tough. The word trust means a firm belief in the reliability, truth, ability, or strength of someone or something. And in life, we all have things we trust. When you walked into this building, you trusted the structure of the walls and the roof. Therefore, that's why you came in. The very chairs you sit on, you trust its ability to hold you, and that's why you sat down. This is what it means when we're called to trust in God. It's to trust his character, who he is. Trust his ability, what he can do, and trust his reliability that he will show up. As believers, as the Proverbs would tell us, wisdom is to trust in God. The wisest thing we can do in whatever situation we're in is to trust in God, whether it be in life, your marriage, your family, careers, finances, your health or well-being. The wisest thing that you and I can do is to trust God, meaning to trust him more than anything else. And this is why the next line of these verses says to lean not on your understanding. One of the newest experiences that I've had in Korea, and we haven't been back in Korea since sort of COVID began, was the joy of driving or the curse of driving or whichever one you, depends on what road you're on in Korea, right? Uh, usually uh, when our family would come, we would just public transport everywhere. But this time uh, we had access to a car, so we, we, we thought, oh, let's drive. How hard could it be, Right? Something that I learned when you drive in Korea, there's one thing that you cannot do without in Korea, and that's a good navigation system. And my navigation system speaks English, which makes it very, very good. Did you know, and you probably won't know this because most of you live in Korea and have been here for a while, but do you know every road in Korea looks the same? Every street sign, it just has different Korean characters. They all look the same. You know, and my Korean isn't that good, right? I wrote a joke here and I was like, oh, should I say it? Should I not say it? It's kind of like a dad joke. And I wrote, I don't know the difference between Mapo and Tubu. Yeah, right. Okay. So 
They're okay. I don't know. Korean sense of humor. We'll see how we go. Anyway, literally, if I don't have a navigation system, I don't know where I'm going. And whatever the navigation system tells me to do, if I do not follow it, I don't know where I'm going to end up. My full trust, including the lives of my family, are in that navigation system. And if there was a glitch in the system and the navigation system took me to Busan, that's where I would end up. But till now, it has not failed me. Right? I put in the address. It tells me to go. And I go and I end up where I'm wanting to go. It has been reliable. But do you know when you get into trouble? It's when your trust wanders away from the navigation system. And the first reason is, it's because you think you know better. Right? Oh, I've been driving in Korea for a whole three weeks now. No, I know this road. I know this road. I don't need to listen to the navigation system. When your trust wanders away from the things that you're meant to be trusting, that's where you get yourself into trouble. That's the biggest distraction. It's you. It's yourself. It's, it's what you think you know. It's your experience. The moment for me, right? The moment for me, I think to myself, you know what? I, I think I know Seoul. I think I know the roads in Seoul. I'm going to go without the navigation system. Bang. That's when I end up on Olympic Road on the news because my car is on fire. That's what happens, right? That's what happens. But in life, that's exactly what happens too. Our trust wanders away from trusting God. And the moment you and I think, you know what? I don't need to follow God anymore. I don't need to listen to God anymore. I'm going to do my own thing because I think I know what I'm doing. This is when we start getting ourselves into trouble. This is why when my wife told me that she was pregnant for the fourth time, it wasn't a celebration, but I actually ended up in depression. It's simply because I thought I knew what I was doing with my life. I had my three kids, tick, tick, tick. They had grown out of diapers. Great. They're in school. Great. Now, you're done with that season. Time for a new season. That's what I thought. That was my plan. And so suddenly when life changed, I had nothing to hold on to. The second reason why we get ourselves into trouble in life is when we are half committed. Right? Let's use the navigation system, right? When I'm half committed to the navigation system. That's why verse 6 says, in all your ways submit to him. Right? If I'm half committed to listening to the navigation system, how do you think that's going to go? It's probably not going to go very well. It's the same with God. You can't half follow God. You, you, you know... You, you can't, you know, you can't be married half-hearted. It doesn't work out. You know, when you start a business, you can't half-heartedly start a new business, right? I think COVID has highlighted this for us. You're either in or out, and you can't play in the middle. 
The moment I follow my navigation system half-heartedly, like one day I wake up and go, oh, maybe I'll follow it today. And the other day I wake up and go, maybe I won't follow it today. It's not going to go well. It doesn't work like that. And that's why scripture says, in all your ways, not just when you feel like it, not just when it's convenient, but in all your ways, submit to him. This was the next season of struggle for me after I had accepted the fact, after three months of wrestling, I had accepted the fact that this fourth baby was coming. After I had laid down my plans for my future, I had to then sit with God and spend time submitting these plans to God and asking him, God, what are your plans? What do you want? Am I ready to even submit myself? Sometimes we misunderstand how trust works. Sometimes people think trust, it's like an overnight invention, right? Like, you know what? I'm going to trust now. Bang. But it doesn't work like that. The best example that I've heard about trust is trust is like a muscle. And sadly, like real muscles, they don't turn up overnight. They don't turn up when you look at the gym. Or join the gym. They don't turn up even when you just go once to the gym. If you want to grow that muscle, you must exercise it regularly, time and time again. And this is exactly the same with trust. With God, in your marriage, in your family. Trust is something that continually needs to be built, exercised over and over again. It's an ongoing choice that needs to be made over and over. And as a, as a believer, it's to say, God, I submit to you today. And then tomorrow, God, I submit to you today. And then the next day, God, I submit to you today. Over and over again. But here's the beauty with God. And this is what makes God stand out above everything and anything else in this world. It is his faithfulness. The final part of verse 6 reads, And he will make your paths straight. Understand the progression of these verses. God says, trust me. Don't lean on yourself. Submit to me. And I will make your path straight. Not you then will find a way. I think sometimes we get this wrong. I think sometimes we think as believers, you know, like, you know, we just need to be faithful and, and, and we just need to find, you know, forge our own way. Mm, I don't think that's what scripture says. God literally says, he will make your path straight. He will answer your prayers. He will answer your cries. He will map out your future. And friends, if you had the choice of who you wanted to map out your life between you and God, I'm pretty sure God, the creator of the heavens and earth, who says that he's got your life in the palm of his hands, that's, that's where you want it to be. So I had a few photos I completely forgot. 
That's happy Steve. That's um, when it was good. <laughs> I was so young. Um, and then 2018, December 7, I think I got the next photo. That's a very poor photo. Obviously, it doesn't look that great on a big screen. That's my fourth son, Zach. So December 7, 2018, my fourth son was born, and he has been such a blessing to me, our family, and to all those around. And you know what? If the story was to finish there, you know what? Even then, we could look to the sky and say, God, you are a good God. You know, hallelujah, we praise you for redeeming, you know, sinner Steve and all his disbelief and, you know, trust issues and whatnot. But I actually thought, you know what? Actually, there's actually one more chapter, right? And I know you already know that. I have a fifth child, but just pretend you don't know. And then just hear the next chapter because there's more to it. A year and a half after my fourth son was born, my wife starts complaining that her, like, she's just got health problems. And, and my wife was healthy at the time. And she starts telling me her symptoms. And I'm like, these sound awfully familiar. <laughs> but here was the problem, right? Here's the issue. We had learned our lesson after four, right? Mel was... Uh, taking care of business with the contraception pill. And if you don't know what a contraception pill is, speak to Pastor Hangmin. He'll, he'll give you pastoral advice. <laughs> anyway, my wife was very committed to it, as you would after four kids, right? She was super committed. So actually, both of us in our minds... Pregnancy was not an option, right? Anyway, about a month later, she's still not feeling great. And in the middle of a shopping center, she goes, you know what, I need to go see a doctor. I say, yeah, you need to see a doctor. And you know what, but before I go see a doctor, you know what, I'm just going to go and do a quick pregnancy t- in the middle of a shopping center. So holy and, you know, wonderful. So she goes out and buys a pregnancy test, goes to the bathroom, comes out. Can I tell you a statistic? The probability of conceiving while on the pill is 0.03%. And if you ever wondered what who the 0.03% looks like, it's right here. Right? 0.03. So she comes back and she's just like laughing and I'm like... (laughs) But here's the real miracle. Unlike when my wife had told me that she was pregnant with our fourth, when she told me that she was pregnant with our fifth, my heart was filled with so much joy. And this is the, this is the redemption element, friends. Every time we told our friends, Mel's pregnant again. <laughs> so she's been pregnant the whole time, you know. <laughs> My friends would not look at Mel. They would look straight at me. 
because they were like, oh my gosh, Steve is going to lose it. Because I did. I was really bad after number four. But the, the miracle was when they looked at me, I was all smiles. I was all joy. Why? Because I knew that when we trusted God with number four, when I went against every single plan that I had, God showed up. And when we read in Scripture that God says, you know, children are a blessing from the Lord. I believed it. And so when Mel told me, when my wife told me, I'm pregnant. I was like, man, I'm going to be blessed. I was so excited. I was like, God, how are you going to bless me this time? And it has been like that. So I think now I have an updated photo. <laughs> they keep changing. There we go. That was, uh, that was the few days after our little one was born. Can you tell I look happier in that one? I just, you know, scripture says, you know, like a, a man with a lot of kids is, you know, a lot of arrows in the quiver. I'm like, God, the quiver is heavy now. Okay. We can stop. I get it. I get it. So now here we are. I have a 16 year old, a 12 year old, a 10 year old a four-year-old, and a two-year-old. And hand on heart, I would say that I wouldn't have it any other way. This is how God made my path straight. And this is not to guarantee that tomorrow is going to be great at all. Ah, there is one guarantee. No more kids. I took care of that. I couldn't trust my wife and those pills anymore. <laughs> Took care of it myself. So the joke is if my wife does get pregnant, then we, there's real problems then, you know. That's, might have to come and live in Korea for a while. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him. And he will make your path straight. Today, I didn't want to just share this scripture with you, but I wanted to share this scripture through my life with you. But it's one thing to just hear it. It's another to hear God's words speak to you directly. And I believe this afternoon, for every single one of us, whether you're here every week, whether you're here every fortnight, whether it's been a while, woo, welcome back. <laughs> you know, whether you're here listening online, I heard King's Cross has a global audience, something like three million or something. It's fantastic. <laughs> making an influence. For whatever reason it is that you're hearing this uh, message, that's not because of you, and that's not because of me. That's the hand of God. It's just a question of whether you trust that or not.
the same God that was with me in my life, my family, even today as we travel, even as we end our time of sabbatical here, he's the same God for you. Whatever you're going through, whatever's happened in your life to this point, whatever's happening in your life right now, and I don't know what that is, but God does. God knows it so well. Whether you're on a mountain top season, or whether you're in the valley, or whether you're confused somewhere in between, the truth of Scripture continues to speak to us. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him. And he will make your path straight. That's what God is saying. Trust me. Trust me. I'll be here. Let go of the things that you're holding on to. Whether it be your plans, your future, your desires, your hurts, your trauma. God says, give it to me. Submit it all to me. And I, almighty God, the creator of heaven and earth, I will look after your life. I will look after your plans. I will look after your future. I pray that for each and every one of us here or online, that these words of truth would speak in a mighty way. Let's pray. As we ask the worship team to come, why don't we spend some time responding? Whoever you are, whatever you're going through, why don't you take some time to just come to God, whether it's been every day, whether it's been a while, you know, you might not even be a Christian, you might not even be a believer and you're here, but you're here and you're tuning in, hearing God's word. Maybe there's something that you've been searching for in this world and, and you keep coming up short, you keep coming up empty. And here he is, God. Well, maybe you're a Christian and but your life is complicated and complex. It's confusing. Maybe you're all the way here in Korea and you don't know even why you're here. You're looking for direction. You're looking for meaning and purpose. And God is saying, I am here. So I want to encourage you today, regardless of what you're going through, Make this your prayer. God, help me to trust you. Not just in the big things, but in all things. Help me to turn away from following myself or my own understandings or the ways of this world. Help me to submit my life to you, all of it. Not just some of it, not just the Sundays, not just when I'm in trouble, but help me to submit my whole life to you knowing 
that you are in control. And finally, God, make my path straight. So why don't we spend some time in responding to God's truth this afternoon. Let's pray. Father, we just want to lift up this time. Lord, we just want to ask that you, Lord, that we put our trust in you and only you, that we know in our own understanding. Whatever it is, Lord. Whatever it is, Lord, you know every single heart in this room. Heavenly Father, we just thank you that you are a good Father. Even in our sin and in our weakness, you saved us through your Son, Jesus. So Lord, help us to trust you. As we look at the cross, help us to trust you. What other resume do we need to see? Help us to trust you. Help us to not lean on ourselves or our own understanding. Lord, help us to submit to you in all of our ways, not just half-hearted, but to give it all to you, trusting and believing that you, O Lord, are in control. You, O Lord, will make our path straight. Lord, we pray for those that desperately need this in their lives today, that you would speak to them and you would meet them where they're at. And even for those that don't know you personally, Lord, show them that you're a patient God, willing to wait it out, just so that they can come and meet you. Lord, would your words remain true in all of our hearts this week. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.